Welcome everyone. It is 6 p.m. It's time for the server room show. A special thanks to SDF Public Access Unix system for hosting the server. This is the very first Infect label as episode zero, where I'm just about to spread my wings and try to work out a frame, a kind of a structure to how best to build up this show. I must say I have no experience, no equipment. Hopefully that might change in the future, even if just a bit. So quality is what it is for the moment, with the promise that it will eventually get better. It is recorded and broadcasted live in front of an audience, which is you. I would like to thank you for everyone who tuned in today and also the people who listens to this in a form of a recording. As this is live, all the blobs and errors are left in. No cuts, no buts, it's raw material. This new show is streamed live at Anon Radio Station every Saturday at 6 p.m. UTC time. As it can be one or another period for the day, you depending on where you live. I would just prefer to skip the time appropriate greetings so you need to fill that gap in for yourself in your own head. There is a voiceover IP phone line active during the show. You can call it either from regular phone or via an SIP. The number is plus +1 The SIP account to call in if you prefer that way is 261414@sanjose2 Two as the number two dot voip dot ms. All this information and more can be found about the show at the Anon Radio website under the DJs tab. However, I am not a DJ, not like many of you. So we can start about that. I talk a little bit about myself for someone who didn't read the sum of the show notes on the anonradio.net website. I work in the IT field from now roughly about a bit more than six, seven years. Right now I am an IT on-site analyst, which is just a fancy name for a guy who connects cables. We deal with the end user problems, but mostly now when it comes to physically with their machine or when uh, our service desk, global service desk cannot solve the problem on their own. Previously, uh, in in the links you can see uh, in my CV or in LinkedIn, previously I worked uh, myself on service desk, filling in positions as first or second line analyst. Uh, practically, you learn there that you can fix 99.9% of any problem which a user is facing, except when the computer physically doesn't turn on or just blow up and doesn't boot at all. Actually, I remember uh, kind of an anecdote. I remember cases, uh, how strict the rules were um, being assigning a ticket from uh, from a global uh, service desk standpoint to to another team, in this case, the, the on-site guys, which is me right now. I remember that in that one job, it was like we got back tickets uh, saying in a in a note to us, does the computer turn on? If the answer is yes, why the beep? You are assigning the ticket to us on-site guys. And actually, uh, that is true because 99% you can solve it. So that's me in IT and that's what I do for a living eight hours a day. Uh, it is easy. I mean, you don't really need your brain for that. 
and the problems are easy you get used to the environment you get used to the software you are using or your users are using uh, it's a multinational environment big company the money is not big unfortunately so that brings us to topic number two why this show is called the server room show actually it's called to the server room show because my office or my room which i use for my computer things it is it looks like it is it looks like uh, a server room sometimes i refer to it as a home lab when i'm sending emails to um, software companies or what not when i'm asking for a lower price license or or freebies I mentioned them that this thing I do is like a home labbing. You know, you have your, uh, right now I just counted before starting the show, I have like five servers, uh, not counting a cloud dedicated one in Hetzner, two workstations, one of them is a Mac Pro 4 slash 4, 4,1, which is firmware hacked to the 5,1, uh, Fujitsu R940, which is another uh, nice workstation and a few other computers and two switches and QNAP NAS and an ATS thing and many many things we have there uh, we will we will probably as this show progresses we talk more and more about these and and we can it depends on the interest of you guys we can uh, deep dive into one thing or another I have two beautiful printers both of them are black and white laser a Canon and an HP so there is no no confusion if one breaks down which happened in the past Canon has already failed me two times in four years and then I have an old 18 year old HP which works uh, absolutely flawless and it does everything the Canon does so yeah that's about buying new equipment when you can buy an 18 year old HP and it works the same and even better than the new things so and this uh, other server i mentioned the one i have in the cloud mm, it's a nice one uh, previously i was always using uh, when i wanted to uh, run something on on uh, on a server yeah that's the word i was looking for when i was wanted to run something on a server i wanted to have access from anywhere from outside and i didn't feel like opening up ports or forwarding ports from my router to the computer and keep the computer on all the time uh, i was always using vps which stands for the virtual private server things you can shop around for them anywhere uh, here in europe we have uh, one provider called ovs of ovh uh, I think I don't know if they are French originally or what you can get a VPS uh, 512 megabytes of RAM one vCPU around three euros or four the thing is that uh, I figured out that uh, I always needed more I needed uh, a bit more power or one VPS was not enough I needed a second one and in the end I ended up having four or five so I said uh, come on the price is getting closer and closer to have something dedicated and i was looking around for dedicated servers but the problem was um, the price uh, sometimes the price and sometimes the the limitations it had we also have um, uh, ovh has uh, 
another brand called Kim Sufi here in Europe. It's uh, low-end servers and you can get dedicated access. What uh, happened there was that uh, I wanted to run uh, virtual machines on top of this dedicated server and for that you need, uh, uh, if not a network card, at least you need more public IP addresses, IPv4 or IPv6, and Kim Sufi uh, doesn't allow that. It's cheap, very cheap, you can have for like 20 euros a month, uh, sometimes even cheaper, but you cannot have uh, more than one uh, network interface card uh, incoming, and even on that one card, you cannot have more than one public IP. They just, no matter, you pay more, we don't give you more. That's how it is. And then I found uh, Hetzner, which is uh, in Germany. It's not in Berlin, it's in somewhere else, but I didn't write it down, so I don't remember now. Uh, it's a nice company, what they do that uh, servers which are getting out of uh, service or, or, or they are not so new anymore, so like servers with an i7, 4 core, 32 gig RAM, DDR3, uh, they put it on kind of like in, a, in an auction kind of side they have, and you can sign up and say, ah, oh, you know what, I, I like this one, I, I want this one, and uh, that's how I picked up mine, with very nice characteristics, uh, I just mentioned for around 30 euros and a bit per month. And they do allow uh, using a, a block of public IP addresses for, they charge you like six euros, it's not much. And uh, even though you only have one NIC, one network card, uh, they have very nice knowledge articles and you can go around because uh, a lot of people wrote articles about uh, Hetzner and, and OVH and uh, they tell you, look, you want to run a, virtual machines on that one NIC card, you can just get a bunch of IP addresses and and then it's gonna, gonna, gonna work. Either you bridge it or you, or you use forward, IP forwarding. So uh, just to get from A to B, uh, I followed that. And uh, now I have Proxmox, which one of the virtualization, uh, open source virtualization uh, running on this server. And on top I have my virtual machines and it's uh, beautiful. I love it. Uh, I outsource some services there for myself. I have uh, only office there for my office needs. You know, you can have your documents, editing, whatever. And I have uh, Bitwarden, uh, which is like a open source uh, password vault for your own so you don't have to pay for services like uh, LastPass and uh, what was the Mac equivalent, one, one password. So it is yours, uh, the data is yours and uh, no one can tell you pay from tomorrow twice the price or otherwise we shut you out. So it's nice. And I have um, some other virtual machines there to host a simple thing as a website and you know machines i have there to play around with uh, one of you guys mentions the server collocation in the chat i did look around for for colo services i was uh, i was thinking about uh, sending one of mine the ds380g6 uh, the one i have my uh, uh, esxi67 on it 
with vCenter. I was thinking about sending that to, to Colo, but the cheapest uh, offer was like 120-ish per month. I was like, no, that's too much. So imagine I'm paying 30 for only one, 30, 36 with the IPs. And uh, okay, it's not as powerful as mine, the DSV at G6, but it's it's a very nice server for 30 euros and it's it's not a hundred and some. So I stuck with that. So now that takes me to topic number three for this moment. Uh, what uh, physical hardware I have at home. I mentioned I have two Cisco switches. Yeah, let's let's start from the beginning. I have uh, incoming line, IP line for the internet. I use uh, Ubiquiti uh, as my main router. I strip away the the, the fiber to the home uh, router. The ISP was giving me, and I just put a Ubiquiti 5P OE one. It's a very trusty model and it works perfectly with a 600 600 uh, synchronous uh, internet line so if someone wonders it works perfectly with that that's directly put behind the ONT box which all it does it's uh, the fiber to to copper conversation um, all I had to do is follow a few steps to maintain uh, the three VLAN uh, set up by default by the ISP they have one VLAN a virtual LAN for the phone service. They have one virtual LAN for uh, the IPTV, which I, I do have uh, with them, Movistar. And one virtual LAN they have set up for uh, for internet traffic. And once you follow those simple steps to configure on your on your Ubiquiti gear or or, or, or any other brand, then then you will be good to go. You can replace their uh, cheap Comtrend Comtrend. Uh, router they give you so you have complete control uh, I have on top of that two ubiquity uh, access points they are the the HD HD access points uh, they are not the newest one but uh, they are 802.11 uh, dot, 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 dot n dot n they not that that AC nor AC2 but it's okay. I have, if with two access points, I cover the whole house, so it's enough. And then uh, I have spider of webs, or better to space spider of cables, coming in and out from uh, where the internet line comes in to to dummy stupid switches, non-managed switches, all around the house, uh, where I kind of like a distribution points. I would like to have many switches on, on those points also, like an 8-port ones. Uh, the money didn't come around just yet to do that. Uh, there is one going to uh, the living room, where I have the TV and uh, the QNAP NAS, uh, which holds all uh, 18 terabyte usable disk space for my things and running a black server and uh, movies and TV shows and blah, blah, blah. And another one I have in uh, in the what I call the server room where this show is hosted from. And then it burst out into another Ubiquiti 5 PoE, which uh, is the router for the, also for the, the lab part, which is in a 42U uh, compact rack, 
standing next to me, filled with the servers and everything. And it also serves the the another VLAN for for the two workstations next to me. So there is a separate VLAN uh, for the lab switch. One of the Cisco switch serves as the lab switch, which has behind it the DS3ATG6HP uh, with the whole VMware ESXi infrastructure, blah, blah. And uh, another VLAN uh, breaks out from this uh, to the, the second Ubiquiti router and behind that uh, the workstations and the printers, for example. Uh, it's uh, different to dif different than what people normally have, and it's a bit difficult to explain on air. But uh, I should draw something up in VC or something, and, and I could share it with you guys. There is no 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 big thing. I mean, we can learn from from each other's network diagrams. It can be fun. So I have many things at home. Uh, my wife even referred to. To the to the server room, to the office. That uh, we look like uh, like like if we were rich. Uh, no, we don't look like if we were rich. We just look like someone, or I look like someone who loves things and loves to keep them at home, and uh, and and enjoys it. I mean, practically that's what I spend all my money on. I would spend more if I could keep more stuff and and pay more stuff and they can bring it up for the third floor for me so yeah this show uh, should be or or could be around uh, these kind of topics you know uh, the things about the servers and and it in general things you come around problems i think i think that could uh, that could make a good half an hour show or who knows maybe we could do a one hour show uh, later on down the road actually the one of the reason I chose the the 6 p.m. UTC time that until 7 or 7 30 there is no other show and uh, the dubious uh, goals committee I think is at 7 30 uh, I don't want to say anything stupid let me let me confirm so it was it was with a reason uh, 7 7 30 yeah so my reasoning was let me let me pick up 6 p.m utc for the show because if i ever want to expand until 7 30 one and a half hour down the line uh, i never uh, i have time to expand and one of you guys asks about the phone line uh, to be honest i was not saying because i thought that it was self-explanatory that the lines uh, always open from moment zero zero so if anyone wants to call in and figure out if the voice over ip call works and it gets into the stream and it gets recorded which i will figure out later then you guys are uh, always uh, welcome uh, that's one of the reason is uh, is a bit hard to to you know draw up some some notes uh, beforehand the show happens because as it's live you know, imagine I write down a few topics I want to mention in the show, but then someone calls in at minute 5.00 and then the whole plan goes able. Uh, I did mention that, uh, I think I mentioned probably on the, on the written um, 
Welcome to the show. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, congratulations on your brand new show. Ah, thanks. Can you hear me nicely? Do you hear yourself yeah, with an I echo? No, I don't hear echo or anything. I, I hear you uh, like a normal telephone call. Ah, Sounds real good. Yeah, that's fine. Even with the cheap equipment, you can make a, a radio show, you see. I'm happy that you hear no echo because previously when we were trying with one of the, the guys from SDF, uh, I think I forgot to set the the line in perfectly for the 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 application lean phone I'm using for the VoIP call, and he was keep hearing himself with an echo because I sent the whole feed imagine back into him, so he was hearing also himself. So okay, alright, thank you. Um, well, let's see, let's see how much material I have to, to talk to you about guys and and what uh, is your expectations. I think you guys are, are free to express, of course, on B-board or uh, just sending an email uh, either to myself or, or directly uh, to the mailing list if you are subscribed. Uh, what should we talk about or what frame, what structure we should follow? Or should we have a structure? Maybe we should just roam free. Well, I think uh, you should probably start out every show with some kind of simple topic. That would probably work, and then that would entice people to... Uh, and make sure you state an opinion or several opinions so people get all riled up and then want to call you and talk to you about stuff. Um, so that, that I think that that would, might work. You could spend like the first five or ten minutes um, kind of outlining something and then people call in and give their opinions. Okay, so you mean it should be like, you know, these typical talk shows on TV, you know, on, or radio that they have like, I don't know, the topic of the day or maybe they have like two topics and they say, look, that's what we're going to talk about and, and feel free to call in. Yeah, or, or yeah, some kind of Maybe you could even talk about something that you worked on and uh, it took you a little while to, to, uh, to figure it out. And then maybe people can talk about their experiences and things like that. Like how often should you change the uh, CR2032 battery in your server? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I know the answer to that. Uh, you should always make sure that you change the battery or have a, rip, a fresh battery before you remotely power off your server uh, and then expect it to power back on when AC is applied and the BIOS settings are not cleared. Yeah, yeah. or for example on, on, uh, on the switches, actually we, we had this in, in, in the work. Uh, we have a beautiful network team and uh, they set up our switches uh, perfectly and we never have an issue but they always forget the basics they forget to to save the config and it happened uh, in real production environment that they uh, they set up everything nicely and then we got uh, a short spike we got a uh, ups didn't kick in and uh, and the uh, switch had to reboot so it happens oh. and then they figured out that all those special config they had for the VLANs and, and, and whatnot <laughs> uh, and all it was because the guy didn't save the config so yeah That's it's, unfortunate. 
it's always the simple mistakes and and we also saw that uh, many times uh, when you troubleshoot uh, it's not just the layered approach it's also the the simplest explanation most probably is the best explanation you don't have to think immediately about the oh i'm sure that it's uh, this and that and uh, no sometimes it's as simple as a cable or 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 the the first thing comes to your mind the simplest the simplest thing you might think it could be 90% is that yeah yeah a lot of times uh, people who try to troubleshoot maybe that don't have enough experience or something they'll they'll just wildly speculate and you know suddenly their computer has a virus that's why it's not working properly um things like that you know they just the analytical problem solving and just systematically going through things stepping through this that and uh it, it's kind of interesting to to see uh what a neophyte might interpret, um, you know, the <laughs> basic failure. Hey, uh, anyways, oh, when you start, um, so when a caller calls in, do, do the caller, do the calls get queued? That's a very good question. I think I have to check that with the, with the provider VoIP.ms. I don't know if okay. there's a queue service. Most probably it does. I just have to uh, configure it. I know one of you guys have. Uh, have the same service. I, I even have his name uh, jotted down on a, on a piece of paper. I, I might ask him if if he knows how to do uh, such thing. I know voicemail and this kind of thing it has, but okay. uh, but for example... Yeah, I don't know if like, someone's trying to call right now if you get a busy signal or if you get voicemail. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, I was just going to say, so I, I'm on SDF, my SDF user ID is SMJ, and oh, I'm SMJ. in Seattle, Washington, and you're in Madrid. I am. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, uh, oh, since this is live radio show, I'll say, uh, uh, DJ Harry Marmot rules! <laughs> Alright, thanks SMG for calling in. Uh, okay, so what he was suggesting is to, is to bring up a topic uh, in every show or, or two and uh, try to discuss and debate around it. Uh, so should it be only about, you know, incidents and troubleshooting and problem resolution? Or could it be uh, a topic in a, in a general sense, like uh, not like someone suggested in the in the chat if uh, Linux is going to kill Windows, but but uh, you know something like more of like a uh, general topics i don't know like uh, what about uh, cisco switches being emulated in gns3 for for purposes like studying for your ccna certificate or uh, what about uh, virtualization software should you go with an open source one like proxmox or you should go with uh, closed source things like esxi uh, or or even send. Uh, we have to, I guess, figure out that. Oh, somebody is saying that uh, any any topic like that could be good, because I, I don't know. I mean, suddenly I feel like we I'm going to have enough incidents and troubleshooting. Uh, history or backlog or or memories to to fill up a show every every Saturday 
yeah maybe the days when i don't i can just talk about uh, i don't know how my printer broke down and uh, how it had to be fixed or when my server broke down and uh, yeah, i figured out it was one memory module took out uh, three three lines of memory so yeah maybe about that yeah two minute warning so i think uh, it was an interesting first uh, half an hour spending with you guys on on the waves on anon radio this show is getting recorded as i mentioned and i think i will try to share it out uh, somewhere i have to check where can i share it and let's see who else wants to wants to listen and uh, it's nice that we saw that calls can be coming in i have to figure out about the queuing because actually i didn't think about that i didn't expect it's such a big demand and uh, yeah so far so good i think we have uh, the last one minute uh, as i mentioned if you guys feel like uh, sending an email or uh, or suggesting something on bboard or even come whenever I'm around, even though the time differences we have, then feel free and, uh, and come to me with your ideas because your ideas help my ideas and my ideas and yours are making a show. So thank you all for listening and have a nice rest of the day.